Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Hey, uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Josh, and with my wife Liz and the team, we all lead here together uh, at Activate Christchurch, which uh, is awesome. I was on base this morning, which is the first time I've had a chance to, to do that. So that's how desperate they were. Uh, I got a call from Abel. He said, he's, Abel's told me many times, I've offered many times, and he said, thanks, but no thanks. And one day he said, just want to be clear, Josh, you are my last resort. Do you see Abel? You think, oh, he's such a lovely guy. Mate, that guy cuts deep. But he was super desperate. So I got to play bass uh, this morning, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool fun. Uh, I had no plans to say anything this morning. The plan for this morning was that we would do some worship, we would take communion, and we would just kind of all dedicate this year to God. I think that's an important thing to do. Uh, But just as I was driving in, you know, a verse popped into my head. I was thinking about just some of the craziness that is going on in the world at the moment. Uh, And and Kira touched on this before too. Like it's so easy to let life just happen to you rather than you happening to life. You know, just to experience your day. There's an old saying, right? If you don't seize the day, then the day will seize you. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like, at no point in the day was I ever in control of that day. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're just running from thing to thing to thing. You've got errand after errand. You've got drama after drama, problem after problem. And at the end of it, there's a list of things that you really wanted to get done. They weren't done. And you're like, man, where did the day go? The day just got away on me. And the scary thing is that you can do that three or four or five or seven times in a row. And then you've got a whole week that's got away on you. You can do four of those weeks in a row. And then there's a month. You're like, where did, where did April go? just I didn't get anything done that I wanted to get done in April and then before you know it a whole year's gone by and you're sitting down to your Christmas again and you're going why do I weigh more than I did when I made the news resolution to lose weight asking for a friend um, and so I was driving in and this that, that verse popped into my head where Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 about redeeming the times redeeming the times and I looked it up when I came into church and I just really like the passion translation the way it puts it it says this it says be very careful how you live not being like those with no understanding but live honorably with true wisdom for we are living in evil times verse 16 is the one that I wanted to just park on very quickly take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes This is an instruction from the Apostle Paul in the Word of God. This is for us this morning. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life uh, for His purposes. I've been asking myself the question over the last 18 months since we came into this church. What's my job? What's my job? Pastor's job description is very broad, very wide, and it differs from pastor to pastor. So I can't even sit down with other pastors and say, well, what's your job? There's some overlap, but a lot of it is very specific to your particular church, the season that your church is in, the problems that your church is facing, or the challenges, I should say, the opportunities, the issues. So every church is different. You have big churches and small churches. So it's kind of you left up to your own devices to kind of work out, well, what's my job description? What are my KPIs, you might say, in the corporate world? I've been talking with God about it a lot, and I kind of settled on this. 
I, I think that my job as the leader here, our job as leaders here, is to create an environment and to build a culture where you have as much opportunity to grow in your walk with Jesus as possible. That's our job. Like our job is to create an environment where there is as much opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with Jesus as possible. Now, what you choose to do with that, what we choose to do with that, is completely up to us. There's that old saying, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's not an overly flattering analogy, but you're all horses this morning. And, and our job is to lead you to water and say, look at all this water. We've created an environment. We've created a culture where there's all of this opportunity for you to drink water and to refresh yourself and to grow. I'm not going to shove your face in it, though. Uh, that's, that's our own individual job. And so just thinking about that, I thought, well, God, what are some of the things that we as horses, which is actually an upgrade from sheep, which we get compared to a lot in the Bible, which is not flattering if you've ever had sheep. We've got sheep at home. My gosh, I hate them so much. I can't even begin to tell you how much I hate, hate. It's not very Christian. I have very unchristian thoughts when it comes to, I'm going to make you a sacrificial lamb. and make you a sacrificial lamb. Um, they're so dumb. If you've ever had sheep, they are so dumb and you're just trying to get them to go this way and they go opposite ways and you put up an electric fence, your wife spends all this money on an electric fence and then the sheep are just like, whatever, straight through they go and then they get out of the gate and they eat the trees and spend all the money on. I hate, I hate them. I hate them so much. So a horse is actually an upgrade from a sheep. Although you can ride a sheep. I found out. <laughs> if your grass is long enough, you can sneak up on them without them seeing you coming, grab them, jump on, and then they bolt. You can't go very far, but uh, anyway, sidetracked. I just I had for you this morning, really quickly before we take communion, three three things that I think we need to have, three attitudes that we need to have if we want to grow. I'm sure if I sat down with every single person one-on-one -on -one and said, do you want to grow this year? Everyone would say yes. Right? No one's going to say no. My goal is to be a worse person at the end of the year than I am right now. Like We all want to grow. But the danger is that we just let the year happen to us. You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful. You have to make decisions like, I'm going to be someone that grows this year. So very quickly, three things. The first one is this. I was just mulling it over. Oh, my click is gone, Caitlin. Click back on the thing. Oh, Caitlin's not even there. Oh. All right, there we go. We're back. Worst timing. I'll give you a tip, Nathan. There's no good time to leave the desk in the middle of a church service. <clears throat> All right, you need to be prepared to get uncomfortable, right? This is the single most important thing. I've never in my entire life ever seen anybody grow in the middle of their comfort zone. All growth happens outside our comfort zone. There are things in our life that we like. We like to be comfortable. We like to feel in control. We like to feel that we understand everything that's going on. That's a great place to be. It's a great place to play. The only problem is you don't grow. You grow outside that space. You grow when you get uncomfortable. When you look at the Bible, Jesus had a terrible knack of making people around him feel uncomfortable all the time. 
In fact, at one point he went so far, his disciples pulled him aside and said, Jesus, we think this is too much. This is a very tough teaching you're trying to pass here. No one's, no one's on board with this. You're making everybody too uncomfortable. You have to be prepared to get uncomfortable. There will be things that happen in your life in this church and you'll be like, ooh, that makes me feel, there's a bit of a tension there. Makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. That is an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to go, okay, why, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? We all have times where we feel uncomfortable. And in that space, we can either lean into it and go, I'm going to explore this, be a brave boy or a brave girl, or I'm going to step back and just stay where I am. I've shared the story before about how it took me a long time, many years, before I learned how to drive a manual vehicle. It was a horrific experience the first time I tried it, driving this huge truck for a radio station that was blazoned with all sorts of screenwriting. And I bunny hopped it from Morehouse Ave all the way to Believ. It was horrific. And so I decided I don't want to grow, I want to be comfortable, and I just refused to drive manual vehicles for like 10 years. It was stupid. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you have to be prepared to get uncomfortable. Who's ever been to the gym? Like I, <laughs> I go to the gym sometimes. Sometimes I just walk in and walk out so I can tell Liz that I went to the gym. But how many people know if you go to the gym and you're like, I'm only going to work out at a level that I'm comfortable with. Like I'll hop on the bike and I'll start biking and I'll think this is a nice pace. This is a comfortable pace. The only problem is I'm not achieving anything. When I push the button to go up to level 15, oh, it starts burning. Now I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like being uncomfortable, but I know this is what's actually growing me, right? You have to be prepared to get uncomfortable. So as you lean into 2021, just make the decision, I'm going to go after things that take me out of my comfort zone. Maybe I'm going to do things that take me out of my comfort zone. Maybe I'm going to experience things that take me out of the comfort zone, listen to messages. You know, it's my personal opinion that a, a good message should challenge you. It should, it should leave you with a wrestle. If you come to church, I've said it before, you come to church, someone preaches, and you go, boom, agreed with all of that. Great word. Loved it. Totally what I would have said if I were preaching. That's awesome. It probably hasn't grown you at all because they've just preached everything that you already believed, already agreed with. You want to come to church, someone says something like, oh, don't know about that. That makes me a bit, mm, let's go away and read my Bible. Let's go away and talk to God. And if you go away and you do that and you find that there's an issue, then you can grow in how to handle conflict as well. So you've got to be prepared to get uncomfortable. Another thing is you need to be prepared to try new things. This is sort of a natural extension, right, of being uncomfortable. You've got to try new things. Uh, I think sometimes as people, we get really focused on what I would call output goals rather than input goals. We get really focused on the result rather than the effort. And so we get really sidetracked by, well, what if I succeed in that or what if I fail in that? Where the truth is that if you give something a go, there is always something that you can learn, even if you fall flat on your face. The only true failure that exists in the world is refusing to even try. That's what I say to my kids. I will never get grumpy at you if you give something a go and you fail at it. But I do get a little bit miffed if you won't even try it, especially when it comes to food. Just try it. My gosh. You've got to be prepared to give things, give things a go. Failure, actually, when you really study it, we might do some training on this midweek, this term, but failure, actually, I'm convinced, doesn't exist. You either win or you learn something on the way that'll help you win next time. There's always a positive that you can take out of it. 
You've got to be prepared to try new things. I'm not talking about like jumping out of a plane or anything like that, although you can do that. I've done that. It was pretty fun. Bungee jump, done that too. Pat, maybe you should do a bungee jump. Try. Have you done a bungee jump before? There's your new thing for 2021, everybody. Pat's going Pat's to bungee jump. All right. This is a win-win, right? Because you'll either love it or you'll get to heaven quicker. So either way, you're going to love the result. I was just starting the way that we finished last year. It's right. And then, then the third thing, right, the third thing you've got to be prepared to do, you have to be prepared to sacrifice. You know, Jesus talks about this a lot. Like if you want to grow with him, man, there is a cost associated with being a disciple of Jesus Christ. The problem we have in the Western world in 2021 is that so many people either don't know about it because the church hasn't done a great job of talking about the cost of following Jesus and, you know, the, um, the theology of suffering, which is so prevalent all throughout the Bible. You know, the church has done a great job of saying, hey, become a Christian and your life will be awesome and this and that and love and that's all great. You get all of that. There is a cost associated with following Jesus. And when you read the Gospels, he talks about it all the time. You've got to pick up your cross daily. So part of the problem is that the church hasn't done a great job of informing people about this will cost you something. But then also we don't, we don't want to pay that price. We've got so many things at home to keep us busy, keep us comfortable, watch Netflix or Neon or Lightbox or Amazon or whatever takes your fancy. If you want to grow this year, which every single one of you would say you do, these are some of the things you need to be deliberate about purposeful about, intentional about. Look for areas that you can serve and in a church or things in your life that maybe you know you've been avoiding or putting off because they make you uncomfortable. Grow that way. Look to try new things. Don't be worried about whether you fail or not. Be input focused rather than output focused. Classic example is like weight loss. Everyone says, okay, I'm going to lose 10 kilos this year or whatever it might be. That's what we call an output goal. Right? Instead, say, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to control what goes into my body. There's an input goal. And you know, the weight will take care of itself. Hey, Dan, if I just ate better, the weight would take care of itself. Decided to wear vertical stripes this morning to try and look like I was in better shape. And then you've got to be prepared to sacrifice. When we, we're reading our Bibles at the moment, this Leviticus is filled with sacrifices. Not that kind of sacrifice, although I would happily sacrifice my sheep if it came to it. I'm talking about time, energy, priorities. You're going to have to lay some things down, watch less TV, you know, whatever it might be. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take communion, but uh, we're going to do it in, in, as a family in groups. So if I can get the people to grab the, the drink and the bread here at Activate, we just use grape juice. It's not the real stuff. And some bread, and if you're gluten-free, we've got some crackers as well. But um, as it's coming around, why don't you just sort of kind of gather, if you can, into, into groups of four or five. If you're comfortable, if you're not, just say, hey, look, I'll just stay on my own. That's okay too. Totally understand that if you're a guest with us this morning, you might be like, oh, that's a bit strange. There's people that I don't know. But only most of us don't bite. We had three or four issues early on. We've clamped down on that. We're okay.
Bible tells us to do this regularly, to do this in remembrance of Him. Uh, the, the, the drink represents the blood of Jesus. This is what they did in the Last Supper when Jesus was with His disciples. The bread represents His flesh. You know, if this is something that you haven't done a lot of or maybe it makes you feel uncomfortable, well, just embrace the, be prepared to get uncomfortable. No problems. And just before we take it, why don't you just, in your groups, just for, for five minutes quickly, just have a quick chat about maybe one thing that you're believing for this year. One thing that you're believing for. One thing that you are wanting to do differently, perhaps. Or maybe there's an area of your life that you're looking for breakthrough for. Just in your groups right now, just for the next five minutes, just very quickly. If you've got, if you don't have anything, that's okay. But if you do, if there's something like, look, I'd really like to see this shift in my life, this change in my life. Just, just share that now.